Praise the Lord, Amsterdam City Church. Hallelujah. It's good to see you all. You look beautiful. Thank you. Our theme of the month is No Limits. Tell your neighbor, No Limits. No Limits. Say it with confidence. No Limits. Amen. And it's derived from Philippians 4, 13 and Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. But before that, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful day. Indeed, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven and on earth. Today we pray, O Father, that your word will be settled in our lives, Father. May it manifest in our lives, O Father, and may it transcend through every area of our lives. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your food. We thank you for being the bread of life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I want to thank the leadership of the church for giving me this opportunity, our presiding elder, our elder Dan. So let's give them a hand. And thank you all for being here as well. So when we open our Bibles to Philippians 4, 13, and we can add the Philippians 4, 12 to it, it says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. 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 We serve a limitless God. He is without limits. And the Bible said that God is omnipotent. And omnipotence means that he is able to do all. Omni means all. So he's all-powerful. He is almighty. He is all-able. He is all-sovereignty. He is all-perfection. And because of that, you can do all things. You are limitless. There is no limit to what you can do because of him. And yet, despite of our faith, which is not always as high as you want it to be, sometimes we tend to limit the power of God in our lives. It does not mean that God is not powerful. He is omnipotent. But our faith should match his omnipotence so that we will see it all over. And that is what he wants for us. He has unlimited power. And when we read Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, It says, now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So when Paul wrote Philippians, he actually wrote it from prison. So he was in a in a state, he was in a location of bondage, of struggle, of anguish, and he wrote this. And while he was in this prison, he was not in a place of victory, because you cannot be in prison and be victorious, but with God, but with God, but with God, but with God, all things are possible. And he, not, he didn't only write Philippians from the prison. They call the epistles he wrote in prison the prison epistles. Yes, the prison epistles. 
He wrote Ephesians. He wrote Colossians. And he wrote Philemon. Is Philemon there? Yes. He wrote Philemon. All through prison. And that is how powerful he is. Because it's not even that he wrote this to us. Most people use this verse, uh, especially athletes use this verse, saying that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Dwamina is nodding. He's an athlete. They say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But Paul wants us rather to point our attention that things will not always be good. But even in those situations, we must say that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. He is pointing us to this attention that even though your circumstances may look like prison, it may look like drought. It may look like a desert. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And this letter, he gave it to a brother called Epaphroditus. And he was in Philippi. And he came from Philippi to actually give financial need to Paul. Because they heard that Paul was in need. He was in prison. So they came and gave him financial support. We need to learn how to give, people. It is better to give than to receive. What you give, you'll receive it in abundance. So when we're talking about this church fund, when we're talking about the gospel uh, bus, learn to give. It will come back to you in overflow. So this brother came to the prison. He gave the financial support. And Paul wrote this letter to them. Philippians. And things go well in our lives. When we pass our exams, we are happy. When we fall in love, we are happy. Any witnesses? No witness. Hey, Sean and Melissa for sure. When you meet the man who you're going to marry, you're happy. The woman you're going to marry, you're happy. When things are going well in your family, you're happy. But how do you respond when things are not going well? Because no matter how hard you pray, because of prayer, a lot of bad things which the enemy planted against you are condemned, are being broken. But no matter how hard you pray, there will always be a life event which you do not expect, which you do not want. A rejection, pain, maybe disease, Hardship, maybe financial trouble, it may happen to you. But Paul is saying that I know how to abate, abase, and I know how to abound. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I want you to repeat this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And don't only say it, do it. Because the power is in you. The strength is given to you. And you can do it. At this point, Apostle Paul was overwhelmed in life. But he did not allow this overwhelming um, heaviness to dictate his faith in God. He rather proclaimed that he can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. So our contentment is not based on our situation. No. Our contentment and our strength is based on Christ. Amen. I want us to read Isaiah 40 verse 28 and 29. 
from the New Living Translation. Maybe um, Sister Blessing can help us. Isaiah 40, 28 and 29. Yes, please. I read from Isaiah 40, verse 28 and 29. I read in Jesus' name. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the, dep the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Amen. Amen. Do you not know, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary. Understanding no one can phantom, but he rather gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. He will not allow you to grow weary, but he will rather increase the power so that you who call yourself weak will become strong. You who call yourself poor will become rich. You who call yourself a nobody will become a somebody. You who call yourself unqualified will become qualified. It is true, this power. And it is one thing to overcome, but it is another thing to overcome in style, to overcome in power. To overcome in strength. You see, Brother Tony gave his testimony. But how sad would it be that he would come and tell that in his testimony he was crying the whole day. And No. He rather showed us how faithful he was. He never let, God, let down on, on God. He always placed his faith in God. When you look back on where you came from, you must be proud of yourself. You must say that yes, even though it was hard. Even though it was hard, but I told myself I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I did not fail. I did not faint. I did not grow weary. I stood with the full armor of God. That is what we should pursue. And another thing we know is that joy must precede strength. Paul said, rejoice and again I say rejoice. Rejoice and again I'd say rejoice. Our strength is in our joy. Even though it's difficult, be joyful. Be joyful. Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says, Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It is your strength. So joyful people are strong people. Joyful people are strong people. They are powerful people. No matter what life throws at you, be joyful. No matter how painful it gets, be joyful. No matter how sick you are in your bed, be joyful. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Not your tears. When we read Ephesians 3, 16 to 21... Ephesians 3, 16 to 21. Deaconess blessing, please. Ephesians 3, 16 to 21. And I read in Jesus' name. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. 
through His Spirit, then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Amen. Your roots will grow down into God's love Amen. and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. Yes. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is to too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us Amen. to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think glory to him in the church Amen. and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever amen 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 you know God would not be God if you were able to do the things that he could do if God could only do what you can do he wouldn't be God our God is God because he can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think of so whatever you set your mind on start thanking God because he's going to do more he's going to do better he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think of all you could ever ask or think of you may be asking for your breakthrough but he's going to do more than that you may be asking for your healing but he's going to do more than that you may be asking for a peace of mind but he's going to do more of that he does exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think of that is the god we serve that is the God we serve. And when we read Matthew 19, 23 and 30 to 30, it's entitled with God, all things are possible. So actually Jesus was talking to his disciples, talking to a rich man. And he told the rich man, leave all your possessions and follow me. But the rich man was like, that's going to be difficult. I cannot sell my possessions and follow you. I cannot give all I have to the poor and the needy. But that is what Jesus required of him. And when you read the 23, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Those who are rich in the house, don't, don't worry. The millionaires in the house, don't worry. Any millionaires in the house? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Don't worry. Yes, no, let your mother raise up her hand. Any millionaires in the, in the house? Yes. Billionaire. Any billionaires in the house? Exceedingly, abundantly above, right? It is not talking about the fact that you are rich. It is talking about the fact that you are rich, but you are not willing to let go for God. What profits a man when he gains the whole world? and loses his soul what profit what profit do you have if you have all the riches but your faith is not in Christ but your heart is not for him but you don't work out your salvation in him your good works are not in him it's only good works when it is in Christ so Jesus said that and again I say to you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. 
Our Jesus is so smart. A bit sarcastic, but smart. It is impossible for a camel, right, to go through the eye of a needle. Yes. Have you ever seen it before? <laughs> if you have, let me know. But it says that even that is more possible than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. If he or she does not let go of the possessions for Christ. When his disciples heard it, 25, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men, this is impossible. But with God. But with God. But with God. With men, these things are impossible. With the marsh, you say, these things are impossible. With the lawyers, these things are impossible. Even the doctors, these things are impossible. The professional footballer who needs to scout you, these things are impossible. But with God, but with God, but with God, I need a witness in the house who will proclaim that but with God, all things are possible. But with God, all things are possible. The could not do it our mothers and fathers could not do it our brothers and sisters could not do it but with God all things are possible all things are possible all things are possible nothing is impossible with God nothing is impossible with God you are healed in Jesus name you are saved in Jesus name your family situation is settled in Jesus name but with God, all things are possible. Unlimited God, no limits. All things, not one thing will be left out in your life. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? 28. So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, that in the regeneration, which means the rebirth, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. If you leave all that matters to you for Christ, you will sit on the throne with him at his right hand, judging. Not judging for the bad, judging for the good. You will rule and reign. You will possess. You will possess. You will be so blessed with abundance. People cannot comprehend it. Yes. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother. You know, some of us, our parents told us not to come to church. Some of you, your parents don't like the fact that you come to church. But you left that all for Christ. And he is rewarding you for that. He is rewarding you for that. Or a wife or children or lands for my sakes, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Unlimited, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last the first. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You may think that, oh, my age is catching up with me. I don't have this yet. I don't have that yet. I'm not married yet. 
I don't have children yet, etc. But the first will be the last. And the last will be the first. Because with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. So don't let your possessions possess you. Don't let your possessions possess you. No way. My possessions will not possess me. No way. What I have will not define me. The definition of my life is in Christ Jesus. Not in what I have. No way. Live for Christ. Go the extra mile for Christ. Then you will matter. Then he will make a great name of you. Then you'll become a city set on the hill. Yes. Yes. My last um, study case I want to use is in Genesis 22, 1 to 14. Genesis 22, 1 to 14. And our presiding elder mentioned it at his um, Bible studies on Friday. And it's such a beautiful passage. Um, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 14. 14. I read in Jesus' name. Sometime later, God tested Abram's fate. Abram, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Yes. Go. So, sorry, Sister Blessing. So he, he said, go to the land of Moriah. Moriah means the hill country. It means a mountainous place. So sometimes God will ask you to go to a place with hills, with mountains, with impossibilities. With impossibilities, with mountains you need to climb. Moriah, the hill country, a mountainous place. But Abraham obeyed. But Abraham obeyed. Sister Blessing, you can continue. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering one on one of the mountains. Yes, so you should know that Abraham was old in his age when he conceived Isaac. I think he was like 100 years old. So God is asking him to, to let go of that which he, he toiled for so much, which he waited for so much, which he had so much patience for. Again, testing him. Again, showing him that it is not about what you possess. It is about the faith and obedience in Christ. Yes, you can continue, please. Which I will show you. Hmm. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, Hmm. along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. Hmm. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abram and said, Father, yes, my son, Abram replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Mm -hmm. 
God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, yes. my son. Abram answered, and they, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your, your son, your only son. Yes. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by his horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh, Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister Blessing. It says, and Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. When God asks you to do the impossible, you will ask him, but I have the wood. I have the fire, but where is the lamp? Okay, God, you're asking me to do this. I only have this qualification. I can only go this far. So how will I go there? But the Lord will provide. He is Jehovah Jireh. And from this day forward, every dark situation in your life, every location, name it, the Lord will provide. Every rejection, name it, the Lord will provide. Any downfall, name it, Jehovah Jireh. Every depression you're going through, name it, Jehovah Jireh. He has healed me from it. Any lack, any want, say, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. You shouldn't know how, you shouldn't know when. You should know that the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. So today, as I close, may the Lord who does exceedingly abundantly above. The Lord who says, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. May all places in your life be with his presence, the Jehovah Jireh. May that presence go with you wherever you go. May that presence cause you to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all he could ever ask or think of. May his presence change the impossibilities in your lives to possibilities in your lives. In the mighty name of Jesus.